Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. All right, let's do this thing. Mike Kapler, my name. Joel Brzezinski is that guy's name. And we're glad you're with us for the Growing in Grace podcast, another week where we get together for just a few minutes and kind of refocus, recalibrate, do a little reset here. It's like rebooting the computer. Sometimes we just need to start thinking differently. we got to just begin, you know, get this reboot going. Because why? Because we're filled with all kinds of information, maybe from years ago, maybe from just this week, but we're always filled with something that comes at us that may try to oppose the true gospel message. So we want to remind ourselves about these incredible things that God has done, has done through his son, Jesus Christ, and just bring a reminder to ourselves so that we can help others of what that gospel message is really about. And Joel, what we've been doing for for a number of weeks now is after we hit our 700th program, after number 700, we've been focusing on some of the basics of our identity in Christ and the foundation, really, of, of what the, the podcast here is about. Yeah, and I think this is just some really good stuff to be talking about. Like you were talking about, renewing the mind, getting this stuff reset in our brains. As human beings, we are often bound to forget things, or we need constant reminders of things in order to get firmly established in things. And so, you know, part of that process is is reminding ourselves, you know, part of the process of growing in grace, uh, which is really growing in the truth of who we already are in Christ. We're not becoming something more than what we already are. We're learning about what God has already made us, our, our born identity, as we've been talking about. And it, it helps to repeat these things, to talk about these things, to get them, to help to get them ingrained in us so that we can have them further established within our being. Again, we're not becoming something. We're trying to help each other remember who we are. And Cap, we've been talking about forgiveness the last few weeks as part of this identity that we have. We're completely forgiven. And you had said something on on Facebook. Well, at the time of our recording, it was just a few days ago. By the time people hear this, it was <laughs> it was a bit a few weeks ago. But I love it. It's really good. And I know you got a pretty good reaction to it. And and I think it's because it's a short sentence and you put it against some hearts uh, with a black background and some grade in hearts <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> you noticed that, huh? <laughs> no, but really the uh this is just this is just profound what you actually what you said here. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quote you here and we can talk about this and, and see where we get with this. But you said you can't be forgiven for something that God says he no longer remembers. And like I said, to me, that's just deeply profound because everything there is true, uh, but we don't necessarily always think about that. It's like one of these things that we really need to get embedded in us. We need to remind ourselves of this truth. God said in this new covenant, he would remember our sins no more. And so what are we doing going around asking him 
to forgive us over and over and over again when he says he doesn't remember our sins anymore? How, how can you be forgiven for something that God doesn't even remember? So, like I said, that was deeply profound to me, and I think um, that's worth uh, spending a little bit of time on. Yeah, you know, we were talking, and, and one of the reasons that we talk about the things we do here on the podcast is that sometimes we can come at them from a different angle. We can say things in a different way. We may not even know what they're going to be, but things just get hashed out and looked at differently. And this is why we have this program every week. And you never know, something we may have said 100 times, we may say just a little bit differently the next time, and then somebody will go, oh, oh, now I get it. Oh, that makes sense. Hmm. Why didn't I see that before? I mean, we've all been there, right? And so, yeah, that that short little blip, Joel, I, I think it's, it's, you know, for me, it's it got a, you know, a way above average response on social media. So it was short, it was sweet, like you said, and it, I think it gave people an aha moment because th- this is the problem if we get caught up with verseology again, because if you're going to get stuck by taking 1 John 1, 9, by the way, 1 John 1, 9, we have an entire series on that uh, over the last year that we've done, and you might want to check that out at growingandgrace.org. But if you're going to take a verse like that out of context and think that you have to repeatedly confess all your sins in order to remain in fellowship with God and or to be forgiven again by God repeatedly over and over again with this constant ongoing process, (laughs) and it's the only place in the Bible that implies such a thing should occur, then maybe we need to just stop and take inventory of what does this really mean? Because in Hebrews 8, as we were just talking about, God was talking about setting up a brand new covenant that would not be, now get this now, I know people love to mix the entire Bible together because they think it's one book from Adam to Moses to the Psalms, to Jesus, and and the Apostles' writings. We just think that it's all somehow tied in together and that they flow together. And and there is a flow, but there's also, if, if you think that things related to the Mosaic Law are meant to harmonize with the New Covenant, then you're going to wander off into some sort of confusion. So what God said in Hebrews 8 is that there's going to be something totally different established. It wasn't going to be an amendment or something added on to the existing law with all of those commandments that the Jewish people were under before the cross. This was going to be something different. It would replace the old way. It would be new. It would be better. It was said in the book of Hebrews that if the, the first covenant, that was made with Israel, if there hadn't been fault found with that, there would be no need to seek a second covenant. But there was a need because the people failed. And God said that in this new covenant, he would remember sins no more. And Joel, let me just even back up a little bit because I just love Hebrews 7, 8, 9, and 10. I I just Mm -hmm. think this is such a Mm -hmm. sweet spot on the baseball bat. (laughs) Right. I don't. (laughs) The Bible Bible baseball bat. (laughs) It's just such a sweet spot when it comes to understanding this new covenant. And and so toward the end of uh, Hebrews chapter 7, speaking of Jesus and how he's being compared, we have this contrast with the writer comparing Jesus to the old priesthood. And he says this, he says, Jesus, this our high priest now, Jesus, does not need daily, like those high priests previously, he does not need to offer up sacrifices for his own sins, and then for the sins of the people. Why? Because this he did once for all 
when he offered up himself. So there's no need for him to keep offering up more sacrifices or, uh, if I can be synonymous here, the more forgiveness being dished out. For the law appointed men or appoints men as high priests who are weak. But the word of the oath or the word of the promise, which came after after the law, appoints a son made perfect forever. And then we, we get into Hebrews 8 where he starts comparing the the covenants and and one one of the summaries with this this new covenant toward the end of Hebrews chapter eight and he's referring back to something that's actually written in the Old Testament which was looking forward to the Messiah and the new covenant he said I will be merciful to their iniquities and and I will remember their sins no more this is new covenant stuff this is not the old they are not the same. They are not like each other. He said that earlier in Hebrews 8. This new covenant would not be like the one that your fathers were brought into. That was a different covenant back in the day of Moses when they came out of Egypt. Not the same covenant. It was replaced. It was wiped out. That law was not of faith. That law could make nothing perfect. So we have this permanent forgiveness now as we try to wrap things up here on forgiveness, Joel. Yeah. Uh, we have this permanent forgiveness in Jesus Christ through his shed blood. And what this should do for us, we'll be talking about peace pretty soon. It's going to bring us some peace and rest, but it should inspire us to realize the tremendous love that God poured out for us unconditionally. This is not a license to go sin. This is uh, uh, to realize the tremendous price that was paid for our eternity. Yeah. You see, there was a price paid under the old covenant, but it had to be paid over and over and over again. And it never made anything perfect. It never brought about permanent forgiveness of sins. It never brought about eternal life. It never brought about anything permanent. It was temporary. The animal sacrifices for sins, the people trying to keep the law, they just could never do it. Like you were saying in Hebrews 7 and, and in 8, it talks about, in, in Hebrews 8, it talks about how there was a problem with that old covenant. God found fault with the people. God found fault with them. And so there was a need for a better covenant. There is a need for something better, something permanent. Uh, so animal sacrifices, trying to keep the law, never, ever worked. But in Hebrews 7, it says, for the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, on the other hand, there is the bringing of a better hope, a better hope through which we draw near to God. In 22, verse 22 of Hebrews 7, by so much more, Jesus has become surety of a better covenant. In the next chapter, Hebrews 8 but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. You see a theme there from the writer of Hebrews, and he uses that, term, that word better two or three more times at least, talking about this thing that we have in Christ, this new covenant. And so under the old it actually says that what those yearly sacrifices did is it brought about a reminder of sins. It brought about a reminder of sins. And in, in this one sacrifice of Jesus, you see those, those old covenant sacrifices, again, were over and over and over again. Through this one sacrifice of Jesus, 
sins are remembered no more. There's nothing we can do to bring those sins back up because they were dealt with by the once-for-all sacrifice of Jesus Christ. It was not through what we do. Someone once told us, <laughs> and I'll, I'll never forget this because it just really stuck out to me how, and just how wrong it was that the reason that our sins are forgiven and forgotten is because we stopped doing them. That, <laughs> that's, that doesn't work. That's not how it works. The reason that our sins are remembered no more is because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, not because the finished work of my sins, <laughs> not because I finished sinning, not because I ever stopped sinning. It's always good when you can put sinful behavior behind you. But like you were saying, it's not a license to sin. This thing doesn't make us want to go out and just live wildly. But knowing what we truly have in Christ, knowing this once for all forgiveness really does empower us. And like you say, it should inspire us to want to live godly. And, and that's what grace does. So we've talked about forgiveness for the last few weeks. We've talked about the righteousness that we have in Christ. We've talked about how we're perfected, we're sanctified once and for all. And you said, Cap, that this should bring about peace in the life of a person, rest and peace. And so we'll move on to that next time right here on Growing in Grace as we continue the Born Identity series. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.